Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 428, and it is the post-game show for the Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings. We're doing it live. I'm your dashing host, Chris, and with me is the ultimate gorgeous man. He won't show you from the neck down because he wants us to be a proper family show today. Andy, also known as Sandman, how are you, my man? (laughs) This is, uh, you know, this is um, the most Lions loss outside of a crazy call in forever. In forever. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Rodriguez, games like this make me never feel safe as a Lions fan, no matter how much we end up losing by. Yeah, I, I, this is, this is, this, this will, th- we'll talk a lot about this. It's, we didn't expect this to be a therapy session until the, start, the clock started winding down and now we're there. So what are we going to do? We're talk about today's game. We're going to cover uh, Coach Campbell's post-game presser live. When that happens, we'll have that on and we'll hear what he has to say. But there's a lot to talk about uh, with Coach Campbell's decision-making today. And we'll go into that a little bit. We'll do a little roundtable. And then after that, after we're uh, Campbell's presser, we will take your calls. We got that. We got a whole lot going on. Great show lined up. Andy, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Woo. Boy, oh boy. The, the emotions. The emotion. That's what this is. This is a, this is a post game show. Immediately after, the emotions are going to fly. We do a little therapy. We do a little celebration, depending what what's fitting. Um, but I'm seeing all kinds of stuff. Uh, Hutchinson was a no show. Yeah, he, he, they 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 handled him pretty well today. They did a good job. Um, what can you do, right? I mean, he's not going to go out there every game. No player shows up every game and mm-hmm. dominates. Can you make a judgment on your second overall pick based on? three games in his rookie season, Sam, are you ready to call him a bust yet? Uh, you know, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> are you, are you ready to put him in the hall of fame? I do want to talk about it. <laughs> you ready to put him in the hall of fame? <laughs> Both can be true. Bust and hall of fame. Same time. <laughs> yeah. Bust at hall of fame. All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's talk about this. We did the whole, the whole intro. Um, lions go into Vikings land, put up 14 to start. And, um, I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling yep. pretty good. And then it was like, oh, it's going to be tied at the half. Okay. That's all right. That's pretty good away. You're starting over basically 0-0 after the half. Um, and then I felt good. And then I felt really bad. I don't know how else to put it. That's yeah. like the roller coaster yeah. today. Um, what, was, what was your track like, Andy? What was your emotional track you, today? You know, felt good. The offense looked great at the beginning of the game. Defense, you know, same problems they've been having. Uh, but, you know, same as you, you know, it looked good. And when you're away, especially in the Vikings, you know, stadium, that's a hard place to play. It's always tight games there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they never get blown out. You know, we never blow them out for sure. But, it, you know, we have to be better. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot like we did today. No. And to that point, um, it starts right at the very, very top, right? Yeah, it starts right at the very, very top. Um, Coach Campbell, let's talk about Coach Campbell nah, really quick. Okuda needs help. I just want to say, FNA Jeff Okuda Ooh. 
you're, you're, you're a superstar, man. And, and all the people that dogged on him and everything up until now, whatever else, the rest of it, Jeff Okuda deserves the freaking medal of honor. Cause God dang, that guy has showed up, played Jefferson, Justin Jefferson on, he was on him all day. Justin Jefferson. Let's look at his, his stats really quick. Um, not spectacular, not spectacular. He had, Oh, I have to go way down the list here. Three catches for 14 yards. Insane. Insane. Now, I will say that this also happened to him last week, but Okuda played him insanely well. I mean, you know, I didn't like the Okuda pick at the time, but he's here, and I'm shocked. I I just still can't believe the amount of production we're getting out of a guy who tore his Achilles last year. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And if his trend keeps going the way it is, you know, that's one less piece we need to find on this defense. And honestly, we need a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cornerback, Amani had a terrible game. Um, this is probably the worst game I've seen Amani have in, in his career. Um, and, and look, to have that many holding calls, it's not hard to call that somebody's worst game of their career. Yeah. But wow, that was he, he, that was a stinker. And I mean, it's not like he single handedly lost the game for the Lions today, but he certainly was not a significant contributor of help. <laughs> no, you know, and it's, it's, it's definitely one of those situations where Amani didn't play last week. He hurt his back. He had a bunch of back tightness. He only practiced, I think, full practice only Thursday and Friday. Um, at some point, the coaches have to step in and say, hey, we're going to give you a breather. Yep. Like, obviously, you're still being bothered. He's feeling the need to grab and to hold instead of just running with this guy. Maybe it was injury related. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But when you have Will Harris sitting there who couldn't have played any worse than Imani was today and you never make that switch, it's a little weird. And this goes exactly to where I think both of us are going to kind of point today. And and it's going to sting for a lot of people, right? But you have to call a spade a spade. You have to, you know, talk talk to speak truth to power, whatever. But there were some serious deficiencies from coaching today. Um, And and not putting Will Harris in in place of ROA when he was having those shows. We've got Campbell on the podium. Let's pull him up really quick, and uh, we'll talk about this afterwards. Let's let's hear, hear what he has to say. I thought he was, man, he was seeing it, and uh, I thought he he moved the offense, was efficient, made throws. He was just, it was really good. So, um, you know, we just, a couple of these third downs, we got to be better on offensively. And uh, and then defense, you know, we got to eliminate some of these penalties. We knew they're explosive offense. They got weapons over there, and uh, we knew it would be ebbs and flows of the game. And, uh, you know, we had our chance to end and close it out. As far as I, for me, I, I freaking regret my decision there at the end. I should have gone for it, fourth down. And, uh, you, you know, I told the team that I should have gone for it. So, go ahead. It's a lot different than the best defensive play call in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, it's there was, a, there was uh, about three scenarios going on, and I'm not going to say what one of them was, but I just, you know, Felt like you know what? Let's kick the field goal. We go up by six and force them to score a touchdown for the win. They'll have no timeouts, and uh, you know, sure going for it. 
Yeah, it's just it's one play here, one play there. You know, one more conversion, and or we get one more stop. Um, it's just it's and and you just out of you know the number of plays that are in there, you just say all we got to do is one of these different. And uh, you know, look, we had our chances. Uh, we played some pretty good football for a while, came in spurts, and uh, you know, it was. You know, I told the team, man, when the downs come, we got to handle them with composure. And when the ups come, we have to capitalize. And we didn't capitalize enough when we were on the ups, really. Um, that's kind of how I felt. Dan, are, are you kind of mad at yourself because you have been going at board, on board zone and made point of view and then changed at the end of the field? Is that I, it just, it, I just, I, I hate it. I just hate the decision. I wish I'd have put it back in their hands offensively, and so be it, you know. Um, just wish I would have done that. Yeah, the audio's on them, just so you know. Felt like we needed to do that against this team. They seem to have problems every week in the sink, right? I regret that decision 100%. I really do, Dave. I, I've, I hate it, and uh, I do feel like I cost our team. I really do, man. Say that again, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I kind of felt like um, that's the game you play a little bit when you're, when you're going to be as aggressive as we were, um, as there's going to be some give and take with it. And uh, I, don't, I don't regret that. Uh, I kind of felt like that was in the flow of the game. Um, you know, you're going to win some and lose some. And hopefully the ones you win are going to, you'll get points out of them. Yeah, we just, uh, yeah, communication. Communication, we weren't, you know, we weren't, I mean, we were a little bit late and a little bit behind on it. <clears throat> what time your message to your, your team? You're up by 10, Uh, look, just, just uh, listen. Don't don't get frazzled by it. Now, I told him it should sting. You know, it shouldn't taste good. I mean, it, you know, because we had that, and uh, and I just told him we got to learn from it, man. We got to learn from the plays that bit us in the ass, and uh, and that you know, there's going to be, um, as you know, I mean, you guys got a job to do, but there'll be a lot of criticism uh, placed on. A number of guys, myself, and including the players, and uh, which is natural, they all know it. And uh, but maybe you can't you can't go on the downs and ups. You know, last week it was really good. This week, you know, just stay true to what it is and learn from our mistakes. And just we got to go back to work Wednesday. You know, we got another good opponent, and that's that's what we got to do. That was a tough one. That time out there. Yeah, and I was I was trying to get some rush. You know, I was wanting to get our guys a little, um, get their lungs back a little bit, and uh, you know, so let the clock um, run to right before they snap it. Yeah, and I mean, then it's frustrating. It burn the clock. It's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating. 
Uh, we don't know entirely. We'll uh, we'll know more in the morning. I mean, it doesn't look real good, but uh, you know, obviously, it's the ankle area. Possibly, it could be the Achilles. We'll see. So, um, we'll know more tomorrow. Yeah, listen, man. Those guys are tough. I mean, they—they they are. They're—they're they're in it, man, and uh, they give all they got. And you know, it was—you know—I was proud of proud of those guys for for going out there and battling. And uh, they wanted to be in there, and they wanted to, you know, help their team. And uh, you know, certainly weren't a hundred percent, but that was—you know—it was good to see those guys go back out there and compete. Jordy, the the clock was running, but he should have called. He wanted his guys to get air in their lungs, to get mm-hmm. breath. So he should have waited till right before they snapped it, though, to call the timeout and let the clock. Yeah, the well, it was, um, you know, once we felt like Frank was going to be a go, it was, you know, um, we just felt like uh, Evan would give us the best shot uh, at right guard, you know, knowing that Frank was going and. Uh, you know, Evan's another guy. He's pretty smart, and uh, he works well with with those guys. Uh, he understands what we're doing. Obviously, playing the center position, and yeah, guard's different. But he's, you know, just working with Sewell and Frank. It just we felt like he was going to give us a, a good opportunity. And I thought he played well. You mean Jerry's obviously force to limit Do, do, do his oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would say he was. Uh, you know, yes, that's a fair assessment. More guys. All right. The reason you had so many fourth downs was uh, third down situation. What do you think was going wrong on third down? Yeah, it was just a couple of things here and there. Now, some of them were also. Um, there was a couple of them that were. You know, I give Ben. You know, a green light. Uh, like he, he knows what's coming and so you know you're not always going to get that you're trying to get in a more manageable fourth you'd love to get the third but so some of those play into it um, but um, you know certainly we were just we were just a little off on some of that stuff um, you know whether it was breaking the huddle and, and uh, you know just trying to get guys in position get the check get the call we're in a little bit you know we were just a little bit sporadic so we just weren't clicking. That's something we've done real, pretty good the last couple of weeks, and uh, it, you know, it wasn't quite there today. The I'm sorry. The oh yeah. Um, no, I mean I'll always evaluate. I go back and watch every game, you know, and really think about, you know, was this the right thing to do? Was it not the right thing to do? But I do know if you're going to go in and feel like you need to be aggressive early in the game, um, you can't second guess when it doesn't work out for you early in the game, you know. Um, so, you know, I just no, not really. It's not going to affect me. Um, I'm going to kind of always just. Do what I feel is best to help us win, you know. Tell me you're gonna learn. Don't tell me it's not gonna affect you. Uh, when we were down the, way down there in the, yeah, I thought about it. Thought about it, you know. I was close, um, but there was a couple of other factors that I, I'd rather not get into, 
just because I don't want the opponent to know. Um, but, but yeah, that was one of those, man. I, you know, I don't regret it, but yet it makes you think, man. Should we have, should we have gone for that one? Say it again. Uh, that was that was a option. It wasn't the option. But all right, thanks. Coach Campbell. <sighs> Man. So I, I wanted to just the it comes up the question. Uh, I saw Don Burr, who's one of the, the, the warriors in the chat around the around the internet, so I gotta gotta talk to Don. Um that 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 timeout it was, and then I, I kind of knew when he did it. I was I was frustrated by it too, but when he called that last timeout, he said it was to get some air in the guy's lungs. Evidently, they were now they weren't on the field a whole lot, but whatever. He wanted to get you know reset. Maybe it was mentally, maybe it was physically fine. But again, in a situation like that, just let the clock run until they're getting ready to snap the ball, and then call your timeout. Burn all those seconds off the clock. Every second matters, right? And that was your that that was the move there. If you if you have to call the timeout, and then you can delay and see if you really need it. But uh, it was a little bit. It was kind of like running your pickup at the in the draft a little early and getting the NFL angry because you didn't give them time to run their package. But <sighs> all right, you know. I will say that it was nice to hear him say that he knows he made a mistake. We like what coach in the NFL does that outside of Dan Campbell? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. The, you know, we can, we can crush Dan Campbell for this loss and he should get crushed for this loss, but I don't think this is, you know, a death sentence for him. I don't think that, you know, this is, in the grand scheme of his time here, I don't think that this is going to be the, you know, anything that special, but he, but he, he does have to show that he has to learn. Now I'm going to say that, you know, people are like, well, why are we giving Aaron Glenn, uh, you know, a free pass? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Nobody gets a free pass on this offensive or on this coaching staff, rather. Nope. Aaron Glenn's game plan sucked. His game plan sucked week one, two, like really bad. I don't know if it's, you know, because of the players that they have that they don't feel like they can run what they want. Um, Aiden's getting double teamed constantly. I think I saw a stat that he's in the top 10. He's, he's double teamed more often than Joey Bosa Mm -hmm. per snap, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's, that's insane. You know, other people need to step up. If we don't have other pass rushers, then you have to manufacture it. And he's done that a little bit with safety blitzes, cornerback blitzes, but you have to do it more. Kirk Cousins had all day today, all day. He was never in danger. We had the one sack from Anzalone, but it was six seconds into the play. (laughs) He was hanging back there forever. And that's the key piece that the, the, (laughs) they, they need that pass rush on, on Kirk Cousins. That's how you beat the Minnesota Vikings and that's how you end their offense. I mean, look, taking out cook was, 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 and I don't, I'm not pro injury to players. I don't want to say that, but that's one way to start slow down the offense, but that doesn't do it right. You got to stop cousins and he's relatively easy to stop. All you just, you just need to keep him under pressure. You need to keep him moving. You need to get him running. I was impressed with golf under pressure. Mm-hmm. I was, I was joking with my son. Looks like we got our own Mahomes, you know, cause he was here watching the game, but, um, Cousins, not so much. You need to get that pressure on him. That is the key to winning uh, against the, the Minnesota Vikings. I will push one more thing, and I don't want to 
this is the kind of thing for a team like the Lions. It gets in their head, and you get they got to fight through it. But the 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 calls today were ass. The, there was such just garbage officiating. The uh, so many holds, offensive holding that went uncalled on the on the Vikings. It was just driving me nuts. And, this, and on the last drive, there's a huge one that they just let go that would have negated the the uh, the play before the touchdown, I believe. And it was just just. The, yeah, because our warrior got called on his last penalty there that they declined. It was on that play. There was a holding um, in the backfield, and I was just—it's like that, that doesn't—that doesn't happen. That play doesn't happen, right? I mean, it's a different, different outcome, right? And, and they just didn't call it. And I know our warrior was no was no prize out there. He he committed penalties like crazy today for sure. But I just want to see it work. And this is a team again that's young enough. The team, the Lions seem to be a team who can't get penalties called in their favor. Usually, you know, for the most part, they're generally pretty even. But it's a team that's that's young enough that these things can get in their head and can really stop them from doing what they're trying to do. And they, they have to be able to overcome those things. And I think some experience, we're the youngest team in the league, aren't we? We're second youngest team. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Experience will help them get past that kind of stuff. But, I mean, when, when they do this this silly kind of crap like it's just it's just frustrating it's just so frustrating no it's 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 hard to overcome that stuff and then you know once again i just i didn't feel like the players were put in positions to consistently win today yep there was just you know and and football is one of the you know best games on planet earth because every little thing matters Yep. it all matters yep every decision that you make matters and you know, like going for a long throw on third and one when we could have potentially just picked up the first down and kept on moving. Yep. You know, like that's a weird choice. Yep. We're not at a place on the field to do that. If we're in their territory, you do that. Mm-hmm. We're not yet. We're still back in ours. We still have plenty of room to move. Yep. Um, you know, you can talk about how Ben Johnson ran directly into nine and ten man fronts at the end of the game, trying to yeah. take clock off. Like, what are those? You can't do that in the NFL. You can't. There's, there's a million ways to, quote, unquote, run the ball without handing it off to somebody. You have bubble screens. You have toss plays. You have tons of options that are better than just running headfirst into a brick wall in the hopes of just taking off clock, which we weren't going to do anyway. They had timeouts and we're north of the two-minute warning. Yep. I just feel like this staff is still struggling with game management on a fundamental level where they get caught up in what they're doing rather than what works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think I think that's that's absolutely absolutely right. Right on right on point. I want to thank you um Jameson Hennessy. Again, love love your name, brother, uh, for the super chat. And uh, again, not blang- blaming the refs for this. The, anyway, if there's anything or any you know one that should get the majority of the blame, it's it's the coaching staff. It's Dan Campbell, right mm-hmm. now. Dan Campbell's young as a coach, like many of these players are young and growing, and, and you expect him to make mistakes. 
the fact that he stood there and took it and didn't say he called the the best play ever in the history yep. of the Super Bowl, and he said, I own this, you know he's going back. You know he's going to his office, and he's going to study and think and learn from it and get better. If he doesn't get better, like, if we're doing this in week 12, week 13, then we've got a real issue. This is That's a real, real problem. Um but I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's who he is. We saw, you know, that's who Patricia was. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's who who Campbell is. So just like the young players, he's going to grow and he's going to get better. The fact that he owns it tells you a lot about his character and and his place there. So yeah, I mean, and it shows why the players love him so much. Yep. yep. You know, like that he can walk in front of a room full of players and tell them this was on me. Yep. This is on me. I should have trusted you, offense. I shouldn't have put the defense in this position. You know, I'm sure, you know, they're going to go back and spend more time looking at it. They probably already thought about all this, but they had three options at the end of the game. You go for it and you, the worst case scenario is you don't make it and they do exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. You have kicked the field goal where worst case scenarios, what happened? You have punt, which is worst case scenario. They go another 15 yards or whatever it was because it went into the end zone. Yep. But the best case scenarios are what are completely different in these scenarios. Yep. They're like, you, you get the first down when going for it, game's over. You kick the field goal. They can still win with a touchdown with, you know, this is an NFL team. They can move down the field on you. Even if you make the field goal. Yep. There's not that much difference between what happened and what could have happened had he made it. Yep. Or you punt it and, you know, you still see. But I can... I'll make the argument that any decision that takes the worst unit on our team, which is our defense, who's missing Tracy Walker, who has a cornerback who's been playing very poorly this game, Mm -hmm. um, you you cannot put the game in their hands. Why would you ever choose to do that? The offense has been hot all year. Let Let them try. Yep. Yep. And then if they fail, then let the defense, you know, it's on you now. You have no choice. But to just take the offense out it was insanity. Yeah, yeah, crazy no, town. I I agree, especially after you you trusted them all game to pull that trust out from under them sends the wrong message too, right? Because yep. they executed, they executed. So um, t- a lot of talk about the kickers. I'm just telling you, watching camp, uh, R- Riley was was not the guy. I mean, he just was not the guy. He couldn't make it. Now he he might be looking okay today, but he was not the guy in camp. It was an easy decision. Uh, to make so there you go uh number two cornerback is open mr jacobs steve shattuck thank you sir for the super chat um yeah that's that's um <clears throat> yes we'll we'll see we'll see jerry soon <laughs> i think you're gonna see iffy next week um playing in that that spot where uh tracy was too because tracy walker being hurt i don't know what and, we got back there he's yeah you know and when he got injured, I looked at it and I said, that's a torn Achilles. Yeah. The way he, the way he reacted to it and the tests that they did to his foot on the field. I think he's done for the year. Yeah. I'm no doctor, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I play uh, one on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you do very well at it too. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's, let's talk about, I have the handwriting <laughs> down for sure. Let's talk about playing doctor after. All right. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines. Two, four, eight. Seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll take your calls and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll talk through the game. It's a therapy session, right? This is this is all right. Um, Nine Iron was good this game. Get a call, first caller going here. Hey caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink? 
Hey, my name's Lucas. I haven't had anything to drink today, unfortunately. <laughs> Although good. after that, I feel like I should just drink everything. <laughs> Still time. It's a good time to start. <laughs> it's true. All one o'clock games, plenty of drinking time afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I picked a bad week to stop sniffing glue. What do you got, Lucas? What do you got for us? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just super frustrated with Dan Campbell in this case, because like while you know all the penalties, everything they they were overcoming all of them and when it came down to the fourth quarter to me it looked like the coaches were just like we don't trust our team to execute anymore so we're just going to try to run out the clock and like you said i mean they were doing runs straight up the middle and getting nothing and it's just, it, it, like to me that signals to the team like i don't trust you to do what you've been doing the whole game and then the, on top of that all these times where he's come out like you know with where he took the time out before half because i really want the ball back like okay whether that's good or not, it's like, okay, Dan Campbell, you're an aggressive dude. I get it. I respect it. Then you're going to come out, do all these fourth downs, and then you know, fourth, and convert on a lot of them. And then when you have a chance to seal out the game, you're going to bring out a kicker who's already missed for his longest ever field goal, as you guys said, to put them up where they have to score a touchdown. Like, that's some impossible thing for an NFL team to do. It's like, it all rings hollow now. Like, what, what was this suddenly? Oh, we don't want to get too aggressive now. It's like, go for it. Finish the game. Let your off like, don't keep running it. Let him do the passes. The passes are working. Goff was looking great. Like I thought he had a great game. He he avoided a ton of sacks, which I was every time he did his turn, I was like, oh god, here it goes again. But he got away every time. Yep. And I was yep. like, okay, great. Goff's looking good. Everyone's looking good. Oh no, we're gonna bring out a special teams unit to really not do anything. And if you're that concerned about field position, then at least punt the ball. Here's like, it's just here's the bigger it's risk. Very frustrating. And the risk is beyond just this game. Because one of the things this coaching staff has, and everybody's seen it and talked about it, is 100% of the players are 100% in on these coaches. And when the coaching staff makes a decision that says, we don't trust you, and I don't think it was a they don't trust them thing. I think the coaches out thought themselves. To be, fr- to be yep. completely frank, I don't think it was based on the players or it had anything to do with the players, which is its own mistake, right? But the message it sends is, we don't trust you, and that in 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 the other way means you know the players may not trust you either because you're starting to get into your own head, outthinking yourself, and how can we trust you to lead? Will that happen after one game? Doubtful. I think that uh, Maya Culpa that you saw from Coach on the podium, I think he's going to take that to the locker room. I think he's going to own yep. the mistakes that he made and the coaching staff made. Um, I just I, I this this is like that first kind of crack, right? And can it get sealed? Can it can they move on? Well, they've got three games that they should win coming up. To be fair and honest, based on this team and, and the quality that we've seen from them, even these the two losses, they've got three that they should win coming up. That's going to cure anything and everything for them, for the players and the coaching staff and all that. But um, I'm I'm I was worried about this game because I knew this was a must win game for fans. Um, this is the fans were really, really high after that win over the commanders Fan, fans were like, and then, and then what, uh, Philadelphia did to Minnesota, the transitive properties, right? I mean, it was, people were just like walking in Vegas had Minnesota ahead for this game. Um, I mean, everybody where the money was said, you know, Minnesota's going to win. So I'm. I, I, this was just, this is a tough one for the fans. This is a tough one because this yeah, is I one mean, that, that I, win brings the fans belief and, and solidifies it. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you completely on that. And honestly, like, if they had gone for on the fourth, fourth, you know, that last fourth down, and it didn't work, and they lost, I'd, I feel like I could at least be like, okay, you know, I, I, I respect you for going for it. I get you wanting to put the game away. The defense did not step up. Not a huge shock because they were struggling all game. But it's just the it, – it's kind of the – it's almost like you said, it's the crack, cracks you – but it's also kind of cracks with the fan base. Like anyone who's either on edge or was, yeah, Dan Campbell, I'm really trusting him. And I, I was. I was like, okay, I, I, I uh, respect him being aggressive. To see that kind of call, it's just like, oh, so you're, you're not – who you say you you know there's almost like oh okay so you're you're not gonna just punch people in the mouth and bite the kneecaps you're gonna oh we'll hit we'll we'll flop it here's the ball and we'll just run around and go ahead and score you know that's kind of what it feels like and like I said you said it's it's one game I'm sure tomorrow things will be calmed down a bit but right now it just sting, it's it's a sting like to see like this aggressive oh yeah I'm gonna punch people in the mouth gonna bite their kneecaps and then. Oh yeah, I went for a field goal that, in the grand scheme, if we had made it, wouldn't have really done anything. The, so, the, the real issue here know, is that Dan Campbell we'll wants to be insanely aggressive, which is fine. You know, he's he's the first coach that really has pushed it this far. Yeah, and that's okay to do that. But if you don't have consistency with it, or if you don't have some sort of design that you want to meet with when you do it and how you do it, it you're going to end up with games like this where, you know, we, we went for it on, you know, the drive earlier and failed on the fourth and one conversion that gave them the ball at a crazy location. You have to start wondering, you know, that that's a step on their throat type of move, but punting there, you know, there's a reason most other people punt in that scenario. That's because you're going to make them go down the field. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be like that, you have to be like that all the time, you know? And when Dan Campbell came out and he said, Oh, you know, we're using metrics, we're using whatever, you know, like if this says that we should go for it on fourth down, because that makes the most sense, we're going to do it. That's great. But then when you have games like this, you can say Dan Campbell was using his brain, you know, not analytics. You know, he was basing it off of feelings. How do I feel? You know, I feel like we're going to get it. I don't know. I didn't feel that good. That's why I kicked the field goal. Campbellitics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's hard to justify that sort of stuff. Damn. You know? All right. Well, hey, we have a caller. Hey, caller. What's your name? How much have you had to drink? Uh, Nick. And I have not started drinking yet because I got work tomorrow, but I'm about to right now after that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, brother. How you doing, Nick? What's, what do you got? So I got a couple points. Um, Probably the biggest point I want to mention is is on that second to last drive where we're driving the ball, we are snapping the ball with maybe 15 seconds to go on the play clock with, I mean, we probably did that four or five times. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most egregious coaching decision in the fourth quarter to me. Yeah. Uh, second point is these kicker, this kicker, ever since we lost Matt Prater, anytime we go up to kick a field goal, I am just uneasy. I don't feel confident about it. And we got Rodrigo Blankenship in free agency that I just, I think we should give a shot. I'm tired of these kickers and not feeling confident in them. I'm, I, don't, oh, I mean, I, don't I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it's, you know, it, it all comes back to this was a, you know, a lot of people are going to point to the one mistake that Campbell made by not going for it on fourth down there, but you're right. There were so many small minuscule mistakes that kind of point to 
the coaching staff not having an end of game plan. So it isn't like, okay, we're trying to run out the clock. So then you do everything to run out the clock. You know, uh, they're just not there yet. I don't know why they're not there. It doesn't, as a fan, it always seems easy peasy to not make time errors. You know, we're not down on the field, but no, this, this was pretty egregious all the way around. So, you know, if they need to hire somebody to help Dan Campbell out with clock management, if they need to do whatever, it's, it has to happen. It does. Yep. Yep. All right, Nick. Appreciate the call, my man. We got a bunch of people rolling in. We're gonna we're gonna grab a couple other ones. Thanks for the call. Let's grab one right here. We got one. Hey caller, what's your name? How much you had a drink? Hey guys, my name's Todd. I'm uh I'm calling from Athens, Georgia. I've had about four Tropicalias and four uh four Jamisons. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for years. I love the content you put out. Thanks, brother. It's amazing. Um, Thank you. Man, that's fourth down at the end. Why didn't we go for it? Like, that's killing me. Like, we got Penny Sewell, first-round draft pick. We have the great offense, the great offensive line, Ben Johnson, and we put it in the kicker's hand, who's like a below-average player. Like, why didn't we give our – offense the opportunity and I love Dan Campbell and I love Brad Holmes and like but that decision is just killing hey, me. Caller, give me one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up with you. I got um uh, Jared Goff at the presser. Let me pull him up, okay? We've been over long before they were able to get back in it and um I'm sure they know that but we we let them back in it and that's our fault. Jared, any idea why third down has been kind of such a you know, I think a lot of the times we're, we're playing with two downs. Um, so, yeah, the numbers may look poor, but we're converting on fourth and we're doing it somewhat on purpose. Uh, it's not always that way, but uh, there are some where we're throwing it short of the sticks and knowing that, okay, we're fourth and two, we're going to go for it. And um, so, yeah. I wish I would have. Yeah, I wish I would have. I didn't as much as I wish I would have. Um, that was a tough. That was a tough spot, man. It's a tough decision. Um, obviously, if we make the field goal and we stop them on defense, there's no question about it, right? Uh, but it's it's tough. It was fourth and four. You're kind of in that tweener zone. There was you could even discuss to punt it in some scenarios, you know. I, I, but ultimately, I think you know. I wish I would have said something to Dan. I didn't, and you know, I'm, I'm sure he would have let us have it if, if I if I had done that. Damn, that's ownership too. Yeah. Again, yeah. I mean, he's going to make a game winner for us at some point, so um, he's going to have to keep his head up and, and keep you know struggling along every day. But I, again, it's it, it shouldn't have came down to that. It really shouldn't have. We had two drives there, fourth and one, and then and then the following drive off to, off of the turnover on downs where you know get a couple first downs, throw a couple completions, a couple efficient runs, and and the game's over. It almost seems like you have to bury it. We can't just run into head and there's a couple of miss passes or, or incompletions on third and short. Is that just because you can't run up front at every single time and always fourth downs? Uh, I'm not sure what, what, you, I would, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> People were wondering why are you throwing the ball later. Oh, yeah, we were four of six today. I don't know how many were runs and passes on fourth down. Um, 
Third and two, yeah, I mean, that, that's a better question for Ben. I, I'll, I'll do either, and you can argue either. Um, I'm sure we'll lean typically towards what's converting more for us, uh, but you can do either. Belief, belief in each other and, and, and full uh, execution there at the end of the game. All these games are going to be one score. Every single one of them we're in, for the most part, are going to be one score games. Even that Washington game got dicey there towards the end. Like the NFL is so good being in a position to win the game even once, get a couple first downs and the game's over is, is a gift and you need to take advantage of it. And we didn't. And um, I own a lot of that, but we got two chances today to, to put it away and, and we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, they played great. They played really good. Those two edge rushers are, are a real deal now, and, and I thought they did a great job. Um, keep me upright, and then the run game as well. You know, we got a lot of good things going there, and uh, they've been really gelling together. I thought having Frank back this week was helpful, and um, it looked good. Yeah, I just I just did it a little bit more today. I don't think I was anticipating doing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Not seeing Shark late was, I think, a problem. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Ben was very aware of that, and when I'm very aware of it too. Like we want to get the guys that need the ball, the ball, and he's one of them. And um, I think the biggest, the biggest one that's still hurting me right now is that crosser we had to him. Um, just, just off his hand, I just missed him. Um, I'm sure he'd say I could have made that catch, but no, I got to make a better throw, and uh, that may have broken the game wide open. I think we we're up ten, and um, that one's the one that kind of still hurts me. But uh, he's a great player. Sorry to answer your question. He's a great player, and we need to get him the ball as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a deep deep running game, and in, in both players and scheme and and you know obviously up front we're, we're kind of getting to the point where we can kind of run any type of run whether it's gap scheme wide zone inside zone um some of the jet sweep stuff we, we've been having success at kind of all of it which is really good for an offense and, and opens it up like you saw today i mean there was a lot of really good moments for us today but um again you, you'd love to be standing here saying you know and then we did that run that finished the game and, and or that pass that finished whatever it may be and, and um yeah it, it's it sucks Yeah. Yeah, it's ha that's what happens. I mean, they're tough guys. I know they'll fight through it, but yeah, it's you're gonna. Every team's gonna deal with something like that, and it's next man up, right? And um, we feel good about our depth. I'm sorry. Yeah, Evan did good. Evan did good. I've had uh, got a lot of experience with Evan, and uh, I thought he stepped in there well. I don't know how many times he's played guard, but um, I'd have to watch it. But I, I felt like he did a good job out there, and. Uh, was really dialed in. I thought that was really good with the the line this week specifically is how um, how dialed and focused they were. And had a lot of guys in there who have a lot of experience. The skipper is the least one, but he's so focused himself. But um, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I, I think almost back caller. I think the 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 idea that we're close. Um, kind of what I spoke to earlier like like yeah like we're getting better and yeah sure that was close to winning but like no we're there like our defense played well our offense played well we just have to finish 
and, and make two or three more plays at the end of the game, and we are having a completely different conversation right now. And now you're going to say, well, that, that is close, and I know, but we did it last week. Like, we, 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 we can do it. We know we can do it. We have the guys who can do it. We have the coaches who can do it. And um, just just need to do it. And, 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 you know, what is that reason why? I don't know. But uh, I know it. I know we have the guys here to solve those problems. And, and, and it's, it's not close. It's there. Like, we just need to do it. That makes sense. I know it's kind of convoluted, but you know what I mean. All right. All right. That's it for that is it for Jared Goff. I I think he did did pretty good there. Uh, I you know I'm gonna be honest. Both those pressers are about as good of pressers after a loss like that as you can have. Yep. All right, I Todd. Argue. Todd, we're back. Sorry, we didn't. Uh, we had to get Jared in. He decided he wanted to talk while you were talking, and I, I'm assuming he makes probably a little more than you did. So we we grabbed his time, bro. <laughs> yeah. Can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, my, just my, I mean, I love Dan and I love Brad and I'm like all on board on everything, but the, the big frustrating thing was that fourth and four at the end of the game, where we're like, we invested in Penny Sewell and we have a top offense in the league and we have Smith, uh, Swift and Amra, Amra, and like, why did we not go for it on fourth and four to seal the game? Instead, we get, we have some kicker that like it's just like an average average kicker, and that was so frustrating. I was I live in Athens, Georgia, and like you know fans from all over because there was a home game yesterday, and like the whole bar is like Lions fans, and the, but they have their teams from all around the country. Like everybody who has their home team, their secondary team is like a Lions fan right now, you know, and they were like rooting so hard and it was awesome and that fourth and four just like like upset me and I just love Dan so much and I wish and I was I was reading on uh, tweets and everything that he regretted it but my goodness I mean Minnesota's out of timeouts four yards is all we needed you know yep and that just like kind of broke my heart a little bit on that one I'm with you brother I'm with you it's um season Defeat from the jaws of victory can be a, a frustrating thing to do, and here we are again. Yeah. Um, and it's tough. It's tough to have a team that's growing and learning, right? But that's what it is from a coaching perspective, yeah. from a player perspective. Injuries didn't help. You know, it was just it's as always. It's a it's a series of things that came together to to kind of gave us the result we got. Yeah. All right, brother. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm, and then maybe one other thing before I before I go, like maybe someone else mentioned it, but like. How many times did Hawkinson like cut a route short on like third and three or like fourth and two? Like, did anybody else notice that? He's like, he cut the route short like yeah. by a yard. And did, I mean, was that just me or like? No, I saw it. I saw he it. Cut his route short. And yeah, it was just like, I don't know, man. I just love the team. I'm just like, um, they were not supposed to win, and they're not supposed to be this good. But I have so much hope for them. Like I'm really like a little brokenhearted about it. But you know, we got a coach. Every, like even everybody at the bar is like, "Oh my God, Dan Campbell, we love Dan Campbell." And like you know, Brad Holmes, and like we're doing great. But my God, we should have won that goddamn game. We should have won that game. Yep. All right, brother. I got. I'm going to let some other anyway. callers in. You are correct. Okay. I'm I with you 100. Okay. percent Take care. All right, brother. We'll talk to you. All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. All right.
There you go, Todd. Yeah, th- I think he makes a good point in in the piece that we want them to be further than they are. We started the year, we said, <laughs> you know, seven wins is probably the top side of what we're going to get today, this, you know, out of this team. And the two losses they had were were close. They were close. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it makes it harder to take. It's harder to take, man. Um, it is what it is. It's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. Yep. All right, we got another caller. Let's pull him in. Hey, caller, what's your name? And how much have you had a drink? Um, hey, this is Antonio Harper. Hey, Antonio, how you doing? Hey, I'm just calling about. He's calling about the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? Hey, you, hey. Should, you should probably turn your volume down a little bit. It gets a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we just we shot our foot with the fourth downs, man. Like we could have taken some of those three points. Oh, you're thinking we could have gone instead of going for on all those fourth downs, just take the three, take the three, take the three? Yeah. That's something, you know what, that's something we'll look back at. Because, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, I, we got to look at how many did we, because there was one where my wife was 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 um, saying we should have done that. And I was like, well, we got a touchdown out of that drive, though. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that is four points more than we would have gotten. So, but I think, I mean, there's something to be said. I got I to gotta go back and look again and see what the, what the differential is on those. And then it gets hard, right? I mean. Because now when you start splitting it, is it three or would it be seven and, and, and which is which? And how do you – you don't know what you're going to get and it's kind of you got to make a decision. It gets a little bit – you know, it gets a little a lot Monday morning at that kind of – at that point. You know what I mean? And Awari ways, you know, like – I feel like we need to cut him. Or he was just – he was acting like the same old lines in the past. All those penalties, he killed us. He hurt us. He hurt us bad. He had the worst game I've ever seen him have. And I, I, I have a feeling we'll probably see uh, some switch ups. Uh, we may see, you know, and, and this is this is where it's going to be interesting as a coach. Um, Amani was hurt, you know, and he came in. Sandman was talking about it earlier that maybe it's where you go and you say, Amani, sit. This is obviously bothering you. And you put Will Harrison. It, 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 and, and what does that do to Amani as a player? just getting torched like that with the flags all game long. You talk about cornerback, it is a in-your-head position, right? You have to have a short memory. You have to be very clean-minded playing that position. Forget about things, but getting getting torched like he did, man, that's that's a hard one to shake. Sam, man, I mean, you've gotten it flagged is. a lot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... How about a thing? And how about yeah. a thing, like, do we rest? DeAndre Swift next week, and don't we got the Seahawks next week? <sighs> That's a good question. I'm going to leave that one to Andy, and I'm going to let you go, okay, Anthony? Because we're going to we're going right. to answer that. We're going to get some All of the right. other calls. Yeah, All right, brother. Thank you. I miss I missed that last question. It was a little jumbly in my headset. Go here. ahead. Grab the grab the question you were going to, you were going to answer. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't even remember that one either. Okay. I, I did hear about Swift. I, I you know, and I don't know if this was what he was asking, but I am concerned about next week because. All of a sudden, we were a fairly healthy team that had a few guys that were nicked up. The offensive line obviously had issues, but that was still rolling. Mm-hmm. And now we've got ankles all over the place. Swift, you know, he played, but you could tell he's not anywhere close to being what he should be. I'm, a, you know, a little shocked. Like, why are we even playing him at this point? Rest him up. This yeah. is a long season. Like, I don't want a 60% Swift for five games. I'd rather have a fully healthy Swift for four or three. Yeah. Now, Aminra, you know, I guess we'll see how he goes. 
you know, I don't know if we saw Josh Reynolds come back after he, you know, collided with Khalif Raymond. You know, we could literally be down our top three weapons next week. (laughs) After after this brutal of a loss, it's going to be a little gnarly. Yeah. And of course, Gino was looking great last I saw him. We'll see what he does this week. If it was just a, uh, if it was just a situation or, you know, if it was the motion of the game against uh, Russ, but uh, Andy, Andy, Uh, Andy. this is a tough one, man. This is, you know, I, I tweeted about it. I said, this is the maddest I've been after a Lions game in a long time. And, you know, I think that that's probably true for a lot of people that this one was extra frustrating. The lions lose all the time, you know, like losing is part of being a lions fan, but when you lose like this, you know, and that's, that's the big gripe that people have against a lot of the really crappy calls that have happened to us over the years, you know, the batted ball, all these things cost us games and they weren't necessarily the players faults. We weren't beaten because the other team was better than us. We were beaten because of some outside issue that is 100% controllable. Yep. You know, it's not a talent thing. And if we're going to take, you know, solace out of anything this week, it was that we should have won this game. We have the talent to compete in this league. Yep. And a few better choices. And, you know, we're not, you know, like Jared Goff said, we're not having this sort of discussion. We're having a, a much happier one. Founder, thank you, sir, for the super chat. Tough loss, but expected to be an L. Lots of guys hurt before and during. Team made it competitive in the general level of talent and experience coaching showed. Stay positive. I'm with you. I think it's just it's a learning spot. I, if we see this in week 10 or week 12, it's a different conversation, I think. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink? Less than four. Say again? <laughs> Weston and four. Weston and four. Got it. (laughs) How you doing, man? What do you got for us? I'm doing pretty good. Um, You know, I'm a Vikings fan, but I love this Detroit team. Your your team is solid. I love the defense. I love the running game. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, this is is a game we should have lost. You know, so I'm not here to gloat at all, but that team is solid. You guys got a team. And as a Vikings fan, you're not uh, yeah. used to that, right? <laughs> as a Vikings fan, you're not used to the Lions yeah. having a team, right? I mean, you're, you're in, you're out. You would kind of mark that at the beginning of the season as a probably a W, right? Well, if you're, if you're a real Lions season, you know, we suck as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we got a receiver, we got a running back, you know, a little of this, a little of that, but uh, yeah. This team's good. You guys got a good team. I thought we were going to lose this game, and I was really surprised when we, you know, came up from behind and, uh, you know, no fucking, uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, one of the things that hurts a little, and, and I'm sorry to talk over you, Andy. I'm just going no, on you're the good. mic here, but... Um, I would have loved, and maybe it's later in the season is when we're going to get it, but I would have seen Jamison Williams, especially after the the draft day trades that that got us Williams, to be able to play him against you guys today. But it's probably, you know, I mean, that's one of those things that makes that trade more valuable for you guys is that that weapon wasn't on the field for the first <laughs> game of the season. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to 
Yeah, I haven't seen any draft guys for two years. Well, we got Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And since then, we've just been playing pawns. You know, we got mm-hmm. Seen, we got Awesome Long. You know, we're hoping they develop, but I think the lines are, I think the lines are in there. So, um, yeah. Good job, guys. All right. Thank you, Thank brother. You. Appreciate it. Best of luck this year, except when you play the Lions, Wesson. We'll talk to you, my man. <laughs> All right. Now, hey, man, it's cool to get a, a cool fan of the other team on. I mean, so many of them yeah. had to hit them with the one-liners, right? <laughs> yeah, and this, you know, and, and this is one of those games where I think, like, both, like, we can both say that the Vikings and the Lions are kind of in similar positions, to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. the Vikings have pieces, but they're not complete. Um, you know, this is why games like this are so close, you know, and, uh, you know, props to them for – being able to make it happen at the end and we couldn't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is what it is. Both teams have, you know, quarterback questions. I would say from Alliance perspective right now, golf is on the rise, you know, cousins probably heading in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Cousins, I believe is a lot more expensive than golf too. If um, I don't, I don't remember. I know he's got it all guaranteed, but yeah, it's a crazy contract, but yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think, Andy? Where where's your head at with uh, with the defense as a whole? Let's talk about that defensive line. Oh, the defensive line is really problematic for me. Um, you know, and once again, like it's there's so many excuses that can be made about all of this, but I don't know if any of them matter. You know, we Pascal is injured, not playing. Romeo is injured, not playing, you know, arguably those are two pass rush guys that we're, we just don't have access to. Um, But Hutch can't do it by himself. And it's, it's becoming painfully obvious that he literally isn't Superman. He's not going to beat double teams, 80% of his snaps and get to the quarterback. That just doesn't happen uh, without somebody else helping, you know, even some of his sacks last week were, you know, cleanups where the other guys did manage to get pressure and he was in the place he was supposed to be in, was able to make a play, but you can't, you know, that just didn't happen today. And I don't think it's going to happen without either them changing the scheme to get him more one-on-ones somehow, however that is, or by dialing up other pressure where, you know, we can force things that don't happen naturally. You know, but I honestly, this defense is going to go as the defensive line goes. Yeah. Our cornerbacks and stuff, you know, for all the crap that, you know, a warrior is going to get today. For the most part, I felt like we held their wide receivers to a pretty good number. I don't remember getting blasted on any major plays that, you know, they didn't, I don't think they had any too, too many big chunk plays outside the touchdown at the end. Um. But when you have no pressure, you can't do anything as a defense. You just there's nothing that can happen. We saw we saw Hutchinson get shut down in playing for Michigan in the uh, the road the attempt to run at the national championship. I think that's what teams are going to do. And when you have kind of a dearth of talent in the other positions, right? One guy can't carry a whole line. I mean, a line is generally three, four guys, right? Um. I do want to give props to Charles Harris today 
for the play at the end of the second half to run the clock out. <laughs> that was the slyest, coolest little move, I, I, knocking the ball out and just that ran the clock just long enough. I love that. That was awesome. That was it's not, that was it's not cheating play. if you don't get caught. That's you know? right. That's right. I loved that play. I, that was for once. I felt like yeah, we got our due. I'm that. I'm excited to hear the uh, uh, NFL's response to that. I'm sure that some letter is going to get posted about that. Oh, I'm sure he'll be suspended for six weeks over that one, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> their their use of justice is a mess. Um, Cook was out. Jefferson did nothing. That that was that's huge. To shut down Justin Jefferson, I think, is a really, really big deal. We'll see how that goes this year because it's happened now two weeks in a row. And I don't know if we saw something that Philadelphia did. Um, we kept him bracketed and I uh, got what was it, fourteen yards or something like that? Yeah, fourteen yep. yards and three receptions. Um that was great. That was really, really great. And that's the kind of thing you need to see out of out of your defense. You needed more pressure. And and I'm trying to think the the Minnesota offensive line is is good, not great. You know, it's 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 kind of good, right? That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. We should have we should have done better. McNeil, um, God, he popped a dude. I forget who he hit, but <laughs> no, Rager, Rager, he caught mm-hmm. the ball, came trying to cut it inside, and just hit a brick wall. <laughs> Love McNeil, he, and he's a, he's such a gentle giant too. Um, but yeah, that that was good. Just not the the pressure, not not what we needed to see out of that line. And just like you said, where the line the line goes, this defense is going to go. Yep, and honestly, that's we can see that in the games that they've played already. You know, we were dominating Washington's offensive line in the first half, and then the second half, the guys come out; they're a little tired, as you know that happens. Yep. Uh, now these guys are uh, machines. And then as soon as our pass rush started to slow down, their offense started to come back and, you know, literally same thing. Yep. Exact same. Um, I'm seeing in the slack, the one, the, the most recent trend. I want Will Harris at CB two, <laughs> GD it. <laughs> it's it, Will Harris. That poor guy gets love and hate. And I don't know that he'll ever, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take to to get him to be yep. loved or hated. He's just, he's just, you know, and it's, it, it's one of those things too, that we can talk about Owarie's play in coverage, but at the beginning of the game, he wasn't making run fits either. He no. was missing tackles. He was, he looked like he was a little afraid of contact, Yep. which maybe he is because of his back. Right. right. But at the same time, eh, you play a guy like that, you know, Will Harris makes those tackles. Will Harris pushes those guys out of bounds. Even if he gives up a couple of passes, it's hard to argue that Will Harris might not have just plain old been more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, let's, we'll get to the thing. You want to give us a call? 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. We'll take your calls. Have you on. Um, Jared Goff out there. I mean, he did, again, he looked pretty good. We scored 24 points. That's a total now of, what was it, 69 plus 24? 90-some points in three games. Hutch is averaging one, 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 uh, one second game, by the way. That's, you know, that's a great, that's a great rate if you can average that all year. You know, 17 mm-hmm. sack season. <laughs> um, but Goff looked good. The offensive line, Skip was out there again doing Skip-type things. It was good to see him. Um, he's an easy guy to love. He really is. Dan Skipper's a good cat. Um, the offensive line pretty much held up, right? There was a couple times where we saw athletic Goff. Reminded me of Mahomes. I'm sure you felt the same way, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, 
this may have been the best golf looked in a Lions jersey. I would argue it just like he was escaping the pocket. His pocket presence was fantastic when he was in there. Uh, you know, every quarterback misses some throws here or there. I felt like he made good decisions most of the time. Uh, I think golf is trending up. You know, people are still talking like, oh, well, we can take a quarterback next year with the Rams pick. And if golf continues to play like this, I don't think that's in the cards. I think golf will be our quarterback. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. If he continues to play like this. Yeah. I mean, he's young enough. And I mean, we'll see how things fall next year. It's a long time. It's a, it's a long time till till we get to the point where we decide whether we're going to draft a quarterback or not. But um, he, he is looking good. And, and all it took was getting him some, some receivers. Now, um, Kaylee Raymond and, uh, and uh, uh, Josh Reynolds, that one was a little bit scary. That was pretty scary. And, yeah. and I can't, I can't help but think that it was Raymond that was in the wrong position. There. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Just it, so if you look time. at it, you know, he was going for the pick, but he was definitely basically tackled like 15 yards down the field and the refs didn't call it. Mm-hmm. He basically got tackled and pushed down into Reynolds legs, you know, not to put any more blame on the refs here, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just, you know, they're not supposed to be that close. Raymond fell down and stumbled and hopefully Reynolds is okay. I, you know, I haven't seen anything about him, so and that's hopefully th- he just was a little scared. That's the thing. I don't think you're putting blame on the refs. I think it's accountability, just like holding the coaches accountable for poor decision-making when the refs miss it. They got to be, you know, there's accountability. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do what they do. And I just, I don't like it. Uh, Goff scared the crap out of me on that slide though. thought it was coming out of the game. Looks scary. Corey Choup. Yeah, man. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that at all, but um, no, that was super sketchy. You know, like he started to run it and I thought, Oh, maybe there's a gap. And then when it closed, I thought just fall down and he, he did. And then he took a he, shot <laughs> and I'm like, if that's Mahomes, Mahomes gets the flag. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and if it's Cam Newton, the guy could have came in three seconds later and done it. Exactly. He still wouldn't have got the flag. Ah, man, that was ugly. Uh, I want to really give a throw out of thanks to Bullets. Thank you for the sub, man. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Uh, If you guys are out there, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. It's cheap. It's easy. It's free. You know, it takes just a second, helps us do our thing, helps people uh, find us through the magic YouTube algorithm. But those likes and the subscribes do help us get our, our noses out there and help us create more content. So thank you all for that. Uh, Jordy says Goff's pocket presence looked elite. He was great. He was absolutely great today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus, yes, poorly coached game. You are correct. Goff is not the problem. Not today. He wasn't. Not today. Um I don't think he has been. I mean, look, we've put 35 points at least on the board in two games. This one, 24, isn't bad. Twenty, You you should be able to win games with 24 points. You should be mm-hmm. able to win games with 35 points for sure. 24 should win a game. So um, you just have to start <laughs> thinking, why is those point totals not winning the games that they should be? <laughs> yep. I'm, you know, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot more discussions about it, especially once the all 22 film comes out about this game. But uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Glenn doesn't have all of, all of the pieces on his chessboard, mm-hmm. but at the same time, no real excuses. You got to make it work with what you've got. And so far, not so good. Yep. Not so good. 
Um, Corey, why aren't we scheming some jump balls for Chark, the dude's 6'4"? I was absolutely, why are we not using Chark? Uh, especially in that last desperation drive. Um, I just feel like he's got the speed. He's got the size. We should be putting that ball up for him. And I, I just don't know why, why we didn't. It didn't feel good at all. <laughs> Andy's got nothing to say. He's no, he's got nothing. Nothing. Ah, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Full Metal Savage. Thank you, sir, for the super chat. 97.1 topic for tomorrow. Should damn Campbell be fired? Yeah, and the, the one that street, that street, <laughs> that street the, the, the long and short is absolutely not. I think <laughs> we need to, we need to keep in mind too, that Dan Campbell's still new to this, that now that's not an excuse for what, you know, transpired today, but he is still new to this. He admitted that he made a mistake and, you know, I'm sure all of you know that when you can admit that you've made a mistake, that's the first step towards remedying said mistake. And if him and the coaching staff can do that, you know, he deserves time. I, I don't, you know, this team is bought in in other ways. It just hasn't happened on the field yet. Uh, but it, it will, if, you know, we have more of games like this, if we go three and, you know, three wins again, yep. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, you know, but we also have to think about Ben Johnson and his part in this yeah. calling some, you know, I don't necessarily want to call them stinkers, but maybe they weren't the proper play call for the scenario. Uh, there was a bunch of those today. Um, if you're as and, and if, if, we have to keep in mind that he's young too. Yep. He's new at this too. Yep. You know, this is he didn't call any plays last year, correct? It was all still Dan Campbell. They did it together. They yeah. it, they they both called plays, and and you didn't know who was actually calling them, but it was a it was actually a. Uh, I think Dan is the one who cycled the play in. Mm-hmm. but they, they yeah and i think you know we have to give him a little bit of time too and honestly it's kind of hard to really bash on ben because the offense has looked so good yeah uh, it's you know four or five plays in the, a game shouldn't matter if you're that much better the issue is is that the lions aren't that much better than anybody so it's four if, minutes and less with the lead is what we have to work on i mean that's that, that that it feels like the rest of the game we're in pretty good shape whether we're ahead or behind we have some really good play calling, but when we get to four minutes left, if we have the lead, we're we're not sure exactly how to do that role well. And I think that's probably something they'll work on. Again, if we're talking about this in week ten or twelve, then it's a real a real issue. Um, I want to some Dale brought something up, and I'm not sure it's going to go the way he wanted it. Chark's value will show when Jamison Williams steps on the field. That could go two ways, right? <laughs> like if if Williams steps on the field and just balls out. Because I, I, my sense is he's going to step into Chark's position. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's going to show you some. Yeah, I but. think I think when Williams comes back, Chark's the odd man out. As crazy as that would have sounded at the beginning of this season, I think Chark has done the least out of any of the wide receivers. You know, obviously, like we're still playing Khalif Raymond, and you know, there's room for five wide receiver sets and four wide receiver sets. But yeah, I think Chark is the odd man out. Just Goff and Reynolds have a connection, you know, that you can't ignore. Amon Ra's Amon Ra. Yep. Uh, you know, unless they start pulling Hawkinson out, which you know I wouldn't hate too much. No, no, <laughs> that's going to be an un, un, uh, unpopular opinion. But I'm I'm with you on that. Um, not having he's, he's gone. Man, he's not seen. coming back. Yeah. They're they're not paying him any money. No, 
No, and I don't just, think they uh, should. I don't think they should. Yeah, start start slowly peeing, peeling the name off of your '88 jerseys and hope they get somebody cool. <laughs> um, that you can iron something on. And we had that conversation last season about Hawkinson, mm-hmm. and he did not trend in the direction I expected. <laughs> so I got it. Let me give the. Uh, Andy was right horn. <laughs> As of now, Andy gets the horn. He's yeah. right, horny Andy. Uh, Dave. Um, well, really quick before I get to Dave. Uh, Steve-O, not having St. Brown at 100% seemed to change the way Ben Johnson called the offense. St. Brown is the safety blanket on those third and five. Yeah, St. Brown is absolutely a different difference maker out there. And then also losing Reynolds. He's he's a safety blanket for Goff. Taking both those guys out puts you almost in last year's situation with the receiver core. Yeah, and, you know, Campbell came out in his presser and said there were three reasons why we didn't go for it. I don't want to talk about two of them, but... And honestly, I think that those reasons were that the wide receivers were hurt. Swift is hurt. You know, I think the defense knows that. Yep. And it, 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 did, it does make it a riskier call. Yep. I still think it's the right call, but, you know, it, it is a little scarier when Amon Ross hurt, Swift's hurt, Reynolds he, is who knows what. The offense what. pivots on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on their play, because both from a uh, misdirection, from a they're going to get the ball or they don't get the ball, your your offense pivots. If they're not there, that changes the way a defense is going to cover you. Uh, Dave Griffiths, thank you, sir, for the super chat. Uh, this team needs Jerry Jack. <laughs> I'll try to do this. I know the guy. This team needs Jerry Jacobs back and healthy in the worst way. Okuda can't do it by himself in the secondary. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jerry pretty soon. That's not a wink, wink. <laughs> no, what I mean. Um, so, yeah. And then with Tracy Walker, God, you know, I, I, I feel I, I want to pause really quick. I feel bad for Tracy Walker, oh. not just because of the injury. I mean, on one hand, hey, he just had a kid, so he's going to get some time to spend with the kid, right? Yeah. Hey, there's an upside. But poor guy. I mean, just had one of the, you know, the, the best things happen can happen to you as, as a parent, and then he gets injured. I mean, two sc- screaming extremes of the spectrum. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Caller? My name, my name is Andy Zarafa, and I've had more than I can imagine. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of imagination you have, but that sounds like a lot. <laughs> what do you got for I, us? Bro? I got on pretty quick. I, I, you know, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of Lions fans like, same old Lions and, and pissed off and angry, and I get it. You know, I've been a Lions fan since Barry Sanders ran against the Detroit, the Chicago Bears back in, in 91. And what i got to say is they, they've got something that's a little different this year. And I, and I love the fact that Campbell just came out. I mean, if, if you're going to get pissed off at Campbell for acknowledging that he made a mistake, uh, you know, we all have to recognize, you know, we have to look inwardly there i i think he's he's doing the best he can and i think he's going to get there and i think our team is going to get there we had our best offensive running back and receiver hurt and and we were still within four points of a game that nobody expected us to win so i i'm kind of pissed off at at lions fans frankly and i'm really still excited and i can't wait to get back to detroit and cheer my brains out for this team because i I love what we're doing. I love the heart we're putting into this. And I, I just wanted to, to say it. There you go. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I honestly, I, there's, there's two sides to this. 100%. There's P 
people like you who I, uh, I kind of agree with, you know, like I'm very upset about this loss, but at the end of the day, you know, was this a, we have to win this game? No. Was it a, we should win this game? Not necessarily. You know, the, the, the Vikings are always a tough out, you know, and we do have to give Dan credit for coming out and talking and saying that what he did was wrong and that he's hopefully going to change it and make better choices in the future. But at the same time, he is a second-year head coach. He is somebody who theoretically should know how the game works. He played in the NFL for a long time. And some of these mistakes are bad enough and in weird scenarios that they're hard to overlook. You know, it's not a this or that scenario. Some of these are objectively the wrong choice to make. And that, that, that does muddy it a little bit. But I'm with you. I'm not out on Dan. I don't think Dan's a bad coach by any stretch of the imagination. I think this game was bad. And I think I can leave it at that. But Yeah. A month yeah, ago, this I, was a seven-win team, I, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and so here's what I got to say to you guys, because I, I live in the northern suburbs of Chicago, and I drive to Detroit now because I'm a season ticket holder now, thanks to my nice. lovely wife who, who was – indoctrinated into the draft process with Aiden Hutchinson coming in. <laughs> and I listen to you guys on every drive back for five hours. And I love you guys. You're, you're so good. You keep, you, you keep my whole family engaged as we come back. And I, and I really appreciate that. And, and I just got to say when it, when it comes to this team and it comes to the heart of this team and, and players like Jamal Williams, who, you know, he, he might act goofy, but his heart's in it. And that speech he gave in, in hard knocks about what, you know, what it means to be, a, 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 you know, to face the, the, the record that we have and, and the tears that I've shed those tears. And I appreciate that passion. And I've never seen it before with this team. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. I love what you do. I, I can't wait to hear you when I'm coming back next week after the victory. Just keep it up and, and, and love you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank man. you. Man. Really appreciate that. That's, That's awesome. really, really kind of you. And uh, have a safe drive. Be good. Thank you for the call. And I hate to break the news. We haven't quite figured it out, but I'm, I'm going to be with Andy next week. <laughs> 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 I'm flying out to see us beat the Seahawks because that'll happen when I'm there. So um, <laughs> yeah, 100% has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, oh God, I got to find the video from Minnesota and pull that out. We'll, uh, we'll play that this week on the regular, the regular show. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Caller? Tune in Tokyo. Come in Tokyo. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. No good. All right, see you later, brother. All right, there you go. That was really kind. I appreciate that, though. Uh, thanks a lot for saying all those nice, those nice words about the, uh, about the show because that's it's kind of the fuel for the fire, right? Um, all right, Hawkinson. Anything else you want to talk about with Hawkinson, Andy? Yeah, I think you're muted, brother. I am muted. I was clicking my mouse a lot. I am muted. I had so many funny things to say that you guys must have you're missed. Hilarious. I saw that's why no, nobody was right. laughing. Ugh. No, with, you know, Hawkinson is interesting to me because what Ben Johnson is doing as an offense isn't putting Hawkinson forward enough where he's going to get forced to ball. I think Hawkinson is second read 
maybe third read on most of his routes, which is kind of where, you know, a lot of tight ends are and normal offenses. And I don't know if that's going to work out long-term for him. You know, I, I think someone's going to pay him a lot of money because when he looks good, he looks really good, but, and, you know, he's a good blocker and he does all that stuff incredibly well for the most part, but uh, we're deaf. I, I just don't see a scenario where the lions pay him what he's probably going to command out in the free agent realm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him getting what the market's going to bear for, for who he is, you know, and it is what it is. Ebron's a free, (laughs) free agent. We'll bring him back. Oh God. That's, that's one of our biggest videos is the Ebron gives up video on the channel. (laughs) Just search Ebron gives up and you'll find it. And that's all you need to know about Eric Ebron. I I really, really dislike that guy. Like his personality is not likable either. It's just, (laughs) anyway. All right. So with that, we are uh, one and two, the Detroit lions. We see the Seattle Seahawks next week at home. So that should be, we got that going for us, which is nice. (laughs) It is nice. (laughs) Um, Offense looked good. The offense continued to score. Didn't score as much as the last couple weeks. Um, there's probably a headline for your street name sports YouTube channel or 97.1 where uh, mm-hmm. you can say that Lions score 12 points less than normal. You know, Is their <laughs> offense failing? Have they been figured out? You know, you can hear all that crap. Um, I think we just played a team that came back after a tough loss pretty, pretty strong. I think early we played them and expose them the same way that Philadelphia did. And I think they were ready to adjust to that. And I don't know that we, I mean, we, we did okay after that, but we didn't adjust. I mean, it was 10 more points, but we didn't adjust as, as much as it'll like to. Yep. Fourth quarter, no points. And we gave 14. That was, that was where it hurt. Yeah, that's where it hurt the best. All right. Let's see anything else. I think we're good. Sam, any, any, any kind of wrap up when you look at the team where we are now, I know you, you, let's, Let's start with, because this is, I think, a little bit of therapy for you, too. Your tweet, this is the most angry you've been after a loss. Kind of talk through that and where you are now, and and, and what do you think? You know, honestly, you know, I was pretty mad. uh, Just because these the mistakes that were made were easy mistakes to not make. It almost seemed like they were choosing the wrong things on purpose. We're not talking about... The defense made a fantastic play, and that's why we lost, or anything like that. I mean, the offense, their offense did make a good play to score the touchdown, obviously. But Dan Campbell's presser, and I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to it. Hopefully, they fix the audio when they post it on YouTube later. They do. Um, but that presser was literally about as good of a presser as you can have after a, bl- a blundery game like this. It just, he nailed it. And I think that that's why... We as a Lions fan base love Dan Campbell for the most part. And the players. Because, yeah, he's he's honest. Yeah. He is who he is. They talked about this during Hard Knocks. He is who he is. You're not getting some different guy on a different day. And, you know, when he came out and he told us the exact same thing that he told the team, you know, that's pretty special. That doesn't happen in the NFL. We get coach speak. We don't know what anybody's doing. Right. So this, you know, how many, how many times do we watch Jim Caldwell make dumb choices or lose, lose a game by doing something really silly and that we would never, 
you know, even know if they knew what they did was wrong. Right. You know, that's infuriating. He really took the edge off of how I felt about this loss with that. And I think that that's, that's special. And I think that the players can rally behind that. And I think that the players are rallying behind that. So, you know, for all, all things considered, this was a loss. It sucks. But I think the Lions are still on the course that they were at the beginning of the year, win or lose this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I think, again, week 10, week 12, this excuse is gone. But we have a young team, young player, youngest in the league. We have a young coach. Um, and they're all all young coaches, guys getting their first shot. They, they've got to work some things out. Foundationally, they've got all the right stuff. They've just got to learn and they've got to grow. And the only way you do that is when you make a mistake and you can you can admit it, just like you said, I, I screwed up, made a mistake. I wish I'd have done it differently rather than doing the, well, I am the guy who made the smartest play call in the Super Bowl. Right? I mean, like literally no ownership at all. I'm the best yep. and that's all, right? I mean, this is completely different than that. And I think this is the way that you see people grow. When you have a player, you know, you look, you can look at coaches and players very similarly this, in this way. When you have a player who says, who doesn't listen to their coach, you know, they, they, they miss, you know, Amani, right? Gets nailed for holding. Don't do that. Don't do that. And he goes out, he does it again and again and again. This is now a bad example, but you have a guy who isn't coachable, who isn't going to learn, who isn't going to get better because he won't do things differently. He knows better. You, see, you have a coach there who openly admits, not just to the players behind closed doors, but to the public and to the press that, yeah, I made some mistakes. I, 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 I made some mistakes and I'll get better. So that's that. That's the way it is. And um, again, by week 10, we better see it. I'm hoping, you know, I, I was crazy for calling it for a 10-win season or a 7-win season. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think I am still. I still think 7 wins is, is within the realm of possibility and the realm of reality for this team. Um, and I think we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on from there. Um, let's see, do, 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 do Monday, I think it's Monday, it might be Tuesday, we're going to see from, uh, we're going to hear from Scott Bischoff with his post-game analysis. Right. He's doing pre-games and post-game analyses, and he's got a couple other things we're going to roll out as well. He'll do a great analysis. His is, you know, this is this is our therapy or celebration session. This is our opportunity to kind of react emotionally to the game. When uh, when Scott comes, he's going to do a lot more of the X's and O's look at it, so that gives us a little kind of a, a boost on the type of content that we're bringing out, so he'll be there with that. Um, the show this week is should be on Wednesday, dealing with the potential of a hurricane. We'll see how all that plays out. Everything's kind of up in the air right now, so um, we have to we have to wrestle with that stuff. So, um, a lot of stuff coming this week. We'll continue with more content doing. I think Andy, thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much Absolutely. for uh, coming on and doing this again. I enjoy your company. We'll see you a week from today, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Barring Ooh. my house Ooh. getting blown away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should get out of there anyway. Come, come visit me. Good thing I'll leave my wife behind. <laughs> um, and last one, super chat. Thank you, Dave Griffiths. Anyone think we should try new pictures? Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not sad about. Bring that. them in. Bring them in. Let's see what they got. We're in a weird spot. We're we're with kickers a lot like the Packers are with quarterbacks in that we had Eddie Murray, then Jason Hansen, then Matt Prater, and it was just automatic. Right? We've been spoiled. It's just automatic. And um those guys don't exist in, in large you know, large large chunks. And it's we're in the Nate Freeze era right now, it feels like. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. And we've got that's something that we should probably be able to talk more about is not 
being able to trust your kicker and how that affects your your calls yep. and what you do. So, all right, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Halloween's come and get all your stuff for that. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe, subscribe, please, to the channel. Like the channel, like the video. We appreciate when you do that. And uh, with that, we're going to call it a show. Head over to Patreon.com, Patreon.DetroitLions, <laughs> slash Detroit Lions, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions. You get access to the Slack chat if you donate $5 a month. It is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. No question about it everyone's there we're all the all the hosts of the shows are there it's great conversation and there's all kinds of channels with all kinds of different topics and uh, of course great lion stuff so enjoy enjoy that get into the patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast also give us a call uh, follow on twitter at det lions podcast or at sandman 7773 Nailed locked it. In, locked in up here. DET Lions pad. <laughs> I can't do my own. DET oh, Lions oh, you pod. started so good. <laughs> and it's Sandman7773. Give us a follow. We appreciate that. Also, give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions Line, 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. I'll leave a message. We'll put you on the show. And also, show up to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. And that way, well, what happens when they subscribe to the podcast, Sandman? We get blasted into your ears automatically. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to catch you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Collect Connection. <laughs> Reddit Collection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.